0: Bonjour Life Sparklers, it's Claire. Welcome and thanks for listening to the Integrally Alive podcast where we explore stories, wisdom and tools for growing resilience and living life in your own terms. My guest today is on a mission to democratize co-living and turn it into a global movement. After running four co-living spaces, he decided to spread the awareness around co-living and empowering others to create their own space. He currently also hosts Evolve Co-Living. You can find it at EvolveCoLiving.com, a communal co-living space dedicated to personal growth and transformation. And yes, if you listen to last week's episode, you recognize Guillaume Perdry. Hi, Guillaume.
1: Hello, hello, how's it going?
0: Well, I'm good. I'm thrilled to continue this conversation with you. I was so excited last week to, to go on with that. So today, <laughs> after sharing what brought him to dedicate himself to co-living in the first episode, today will be all about living on purpose, co-living, community, evolving together. Let's go. First, Let's off, <laughs> first off, I'd like to begin with the definition of co-living because it's becoming a big trend today and and this is happening we see different ways to do co-living emerge and different views and I mean you know like many buzzwords it's also a word that many have heard but they don't know exactly what it means so what is co-living?
1: Yeah good question actually uh, somebody asked me the question recently too and I had to kind of think because You have a bunch of, yeah, co-living is becoming a buzzword and people like put co-living there. And I think there's a general definition and there's also like my personal definition of how I would like to see it evolve, right? So what's co-living? I guess co-living is the fact of living together. Uh, So living together, meaning you share a space, a physical space that you live in. So I would differentiate, you know, you have, for example, like communities, intentional, you have like intentional communities, like villages. I don't consider this co-living. I think co-living is really, you share... A house or an apartment or a common space uh, in which you live. So, um, student housing is co living, basically. Um, You also have, like, you know, home, like family is co living uh, between family members. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess where where co living generally, like, now comes uh, the general definition of co living is uh, when you decide to live with other people, um, maybe have your private space. But have shared common areas, uh, meaning um, a shared common space, shared kitchen, whatever it is, and and you have a mix between the private and the common. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, and the, I think that's a general definition. And you have what I'm seeing is co-living spaces that are more or less random, or that are you know for financial reasons like student housing, or like even you have certain co-living spaces um, that are just yeah that's basically people sharing a space. Um, and having some common areas, and then the other trend that I'm seeing and that I would love to to see flourish is intentional co living, which is people coming together for a reason. So they don't come together because they want to have yeah like cheap housing, but they come together because it's all about one specific area.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So that would be the. I mean, yeah. So that would be your definition of co living then. That would be your special view on
1: that well well my view yeah i add the word intentional in front of it i I would love to see intentional co-living flourish yes co-living spaces that are about that are about one area that are about maybe professional growth or like work in which case you know the people who come there they come with the intention to work the space has a co-working space um everything is around the, the topic of work and if it is um for example transformation then Person then the, the calling space will be around uh, big common areas, will be around events, will be around a community. Um, so I'd love to have calling, calling spaces that are very intentional about the way they function, uh, about the people that are inside and about um, yeah about their unfolding.
0: So now you are living, actually you are right now while we are doing this, um, this interview, you are in this co-living space that you created in Bali, right? Evolve? Yes. And so what is the intention for Evolve? I guess you, <laughs> you uh, have a big, big intention for that.
1: Definitely. Uh, purpose of Evolve is to help people in a face of personal transformation. So, you know, I think generally in life you have um, you're sometimes very, let's say, mission-driven, where you, you know, you work, and your main intentions, for example, are working and creating. And then after that, you you go through a phase where you stop, and you start asking yourself questions. You take maybe like a couple of months off, and a lot of people who come here to Bali to do they do that. So they take some time off to you know, ask themselves who they are or where they want to go. So then the phase of transformation, which is different, where suddenly you're not working. 40, 60 hours a week, but maybe you are only 10 or maybe even not at all. And your whole purpose is to discover yourself or to connect with others and to connect with yourself. So people who come to the coloring space um, are about personal transformation. And what I want them what I want to help them with is going through that phase of their life. So the space itself is rather small. We're like four to eight people because we want like, a lot of shared intimacy, we want to be very intimate. Uh, we have a lot mm-hmm. of events at the space so that people are confronted with like, different things so that they can be confronted with, with growth or with difference. And, and we help them, like, we have different things in place. For example, every Monday we have an intention sharing circle where people share the intentions so we can see how we can help each other on our personal transformation journeys. So it's really about personal transformation um, and it's for example not a space where you come for deep work. Um, where um, you can work from here, but it's the, the purpose is really to evolve and to transform.
0: Mm. So if I understand well, like your vision is of intentional co-living space is a space where you have the direction you want to, to go and where you want to help people who come there to reach and you are putting up uh, a space for that to happen. So you're creating a... A supportive surrounding for for that to happen right
1: yes correct and for example you know if my intention would be to create a, a co-working space for for work then i would do it differently then i wouldn't have events every day because it would be distracting for people mm-hmm. uh yeah. then you know i wouldn't have uh, i would probably have like more people um and but a bigger co-working space and a space dedicated for work only
0: so actually um it's a small co-living space. So I guess I and mean, maybe it's I'm I'm wrong but my my guess is there are more people that would uh, that would like to to live there than actual spaces. Is there an application process? Do you choose the people who are who are coming or and
1: Yeah, definitely. So right now the application process is um, it's just, it's very simple, right? What we want to ensure is that the people who come in, uh, come in there are the right fit. It means like they're aligned in terms of like their intentions, that they are also in the face of transformation, that they are open to community, that they're open to connect. And also we have certain values. Like for example, we have the value of gifting. Uh, we want people who come I f- so
0: here. F- I, I didn't gifting. get it. Oh, gifting, right? So gif- oh, gifting, nice. or giving.
1: We want people who come to be givers, to share their gifts. Um, so to, to be involved, to get out of their way to help others. So what happens is when people apply or when people, usually it's through referrals or people from like network or, or friends of friends, right? But um, the thing is like I jump with, on the call of them to make sure that first of all, that their intention is to be open, that their intention is to grow um, and that their intention is to be part of this community. Um, because, for example, I sometimes have people on the phone, and then they say, "Like, yeah, I want to do, I want to have coding space, but I'm going to work 50 hours a week." And frankly, that's not going to help us uh, because they're not going to be part of the community. They're not going to be there, and they're not going to be exchanging. And so, i um, so making sure. And they
0: won't get to do that. I mean, it will be difficult for them to do that because it's not the right environment. So, I guess they, exactly. everyone will be will end up frustrated. Yeah.
1: Yes. Um, so. That's the first step, and then you know once once this is clear, once the intentions are matched, um, then we talk about okay, um, how long do they want to stay, um, and also like we we offer different type of experiences. So for example, people can just like come and live, but our, we also offer them, for example, like different type of of packages. So if they want to actually also have access to the gym, plus the yoga studio, plus the things like we organize all of this for them as well. So then it's all about like understanding okay. Um, what, what type of service can I help them with and can I provide them? And and how long do they want to stay? See whether there's availability. And then they come in and then we literally take them by the hand uh, so they have like a whole onboarding process. Like before they come here, we help them setting the intention. They get introduced to a community already on Facebook and on our WhatsApp group. Um, people they, they get to meet people. Um, so it has like evolved uh, since like last year or since the last the last house that we've been running with, where you were part of as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I was saying, yeah, I, I went to the, uh, at the time it was Life Engineering uh, House in Barcelona, where... Yeah, the Lifestyle the, Engineering. Well, yeah, Lifestyle Engineering, sorry, to see what it was all about. And it was quite, quite nice, actually. I really loved the, um, well, what you just described, right? You have an intention, you make sure that everyone coming to that space has the same intention, and then from that, Creating that space that is supporting that, it kind of automatically happens. I mean, it's really difficult then not to follow to follow through, and that's the power of community. As long you're always, well, you have doubts, you have up and downs, and when you are in the in a down, it can be a bit hard to get back again. And but if you have people around you that are actually doing the, that same, I mean, walking that same path. It's I mean the there will be never a day where everyone will be down It will be always so you will always find someone to say hey, no remember why you are doing that That's where you want to go remember and then you are back again. So that's that's very powerful.
1: Oh Yes exactly. um, Yes, you totally agree with like the community like the dynamics and you know, especially also like the thing is like for people who are in a phase of personal transformation, there could be a lot of changes for themselves. So it's really important to know where we all are um, because some people might need support during those phases, right? And we're also there like to, to provide that. So uh, one thing that we you know, implemented is like weekly intentions. And one thing that I might implement as well is like having a WhatsApp chat where we write our daily intentions or like daily things we want to share with the group so that we can just like be vulnerable and be also like, hey you know, maybe like I'm going through some stuff or like I'm changing radically my belief systems today or today I'm being confronted with XYZ and maybe I need some help. So um, I, we want to create like a, an environment of support towards each other and, and we are also like very open to, to testing like new processes or new, 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 new rituals of how to do that.
0: Yeah, that's exciting. One thing I, I find really uh, nice in that is you are in the process with everyone, like the, the co-living space is evolving and you are evolving and at each step, you find new ways to, to do it and etc. So it's, um, how can I say that? It's a communal in every sense, like the space is also evolving with the people. I like this idea of always always finding uh, new ways and always evolving, yeah.
1: Yes, evolve is evolving, that's for sure. <laughs> Guess every co-living space will, you know, and that's why I am I'm also very curious and I'm also really interested. Like I've been talking to more people in the co-living scene. Um and I definitely also want to talk to more people who want to create their co-living spaces because we all have our own experiences about what are the best practices and how to run them. And it's very important to share those learnings because you know, to, to have them it takes a lot of time to like try something out. In Barcelona, for example, in the last co-living space, we also tried things out. There were certain times where we tried, for example, family dinners every Sunday which sometimes work but sometimes not and we realize we can't force people to come to them so So,
0: Mm.
1: a bunch of like different things that we that that are being tried out and also they for some spaces they're working for others not and it's all about yeah co-living such a new thing um that um you know over the next years like people will start implementing like practices or best practices and and we're all exploring all exploring
0: yeah exploring i love that you said something that really interested me like even when you have the intention of going somewhere and doing the work there are some times where you said you you cannot force people to like do the work um how do you deal with that with of course when they come to your co living space they have gone through the application program process and they share your value and they are ready for that but then at the same time you know life happens maybe one day they're like well today i don't really feel like doing that or how do you deal with this
1: great what, what do you mean exactly with like doing the work you mean like being
0: uh being active in what you're uh what you propose because as i, as I understood it you propose a, a framework yeah a space and maybe some activities that they can choose to take part in or not. Maybe some are like, if you enter this co-living space, you have to do this. I don't know. Hmm. Um, so how do you deal with these events, making them uh, compulsory or not? Or
1: Definitely. So what we did is like nothing is compulsory. Um, the only thing that we want to make it compulsory is the Monday morning intention share. So, because it's important to get aligned, and people come here also, you know, because they want to fulfill their intentions. So, that's that's the one thing that we expect people to uh, to take part of. The rest is really up to you. So, we have a lot of like, for example, this week we have a breathwork event, we have a trauma healing event, we have a personal branding event, um, and we have an ecstatic dance event, and and tonight we have a women's circle. So. You don't have to attend to all of those because maybe like you don't care about personal branding right now or maybe it's the other way around you don't care about trauma healing and you're mm-hmm. here to also like work on your personal brand and figure it out what you want to do and how you want to portray yourself yes. so we're not going to oblige people to come we just give people a variety of options that they can attend and that they can connect to and like connect with a community of people who are coming to the space Uh-oh. so that's um, that's the learning we got from barcelona um, mm-hmm. and and that's, that's totally fine. I think that, yeah, that's, that's how we, that's how we run it. here.
0: Yeah. Sounds, uh, sounds good actually. And now it's always up to you to see what works and what do- doesn't work. And if some, if no one is showing for an event after a while, you might think, well, it's not the right event for the, for the house, I guess.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, hasn't happened so far. So it's cool. And it um, <laughs> that might be, you know, like, um, there's also another thing that we need to differentiate because we opened the house three weeks ago. So even though like I've been, you know, promoting it and we, we created the community, like, for example, we have this like Facebook messenger group now with more than 50 people on it. So we have this like small intimate community already that's growing. Um, but I can't expect 50 people showing up at every event. It's unrealistic sure. as yeah. uh, things will grow. So, um, and that is why the, the, the way we also do events is with people that the, the idea for this space, um, it's really to empower people. So to empower the people who live in the space, to empower the, the community of Ubud, of the, of the area, but also to empower the people who are hosting the event. And I, we, we're not hosting the events. We're providing the space, we're providing promotion, we're providing everything. But it's the people themselves who want who should want to promote, uh, to, to create the event. So the, um, the people who, for example, the person who's going to do the personal branding event, She's running the event because she wants it, because like for her, it's serving her, and she's going to promote it herself. So, um, so this way, for us, we're not taking responsibility for the success of the event. We're still helping the people. Um, but the cool thing is that we're working with people who themselves are passionate about what they're creating.
0: Love that. So just to clarify, these, the people yeah. who are running the events are living in the co-living space. Or oh, it. it can be you know, someone. Okay, it can be someone from the yeah. outside.
1: Yeah, in fact, the majority of the Great. people are from the outside.
0: Great, and yeah. so I guess in the events are open to everyone who wants to join. them.
1: they are open to everyone. They're all free, and it's wow. really and here it really comes from a place of giving. Uh, for us, you know, it is it's amazing because we want a lot of community at the space. We want to help people in a personal transformation, not only people who live here, but people also from the outside. Um, events is also a great way for promotion. Um, and there's also another reason why we, we do events because also just for the housing, growing the community, there's nothing better than, than events. Um, and events, you know, is a great way um, for people to explore themselves. Uh, so for example, you know, uh, there's uh, one person who staying at the house who wants to explore himself as a coach. So he's gonna host a coaching event. Um, and everybody who's hosting those events uh, during this week, are they also to promote themselves or to, or to have like to gain their first event experience um, or whatever their, their needs is, are. Uh, and at the end, it all boils down to one fundamental core value, which is to help each other in our own personal journeys and our own intentions.
0: Wow, I love it more and more. <laughs> I love the fact yeah. that it's not only the, a kind of closed space, which is already nice, and I'm totally okay with that. I know some co-living spaces work like that, and it's totally fine. But I love the way that you open to, and it goes then beyond the just the community living together. It goes out to the community around you, and that's really great. Yeah, yes. this is really, really interesting. And I love what you propose like a duocracy like hey guys you know what you love you know what you stand for so if you want to do it do it <laughs> don't wait for me to you know to do it so I'll, this is a great intention you you have as well and i i find it beautiful the way it's happening
1: thank you thank you i really appreciate that yeah and it's really about empowering each other on our journeys and that's why you know yeah when i meet people i'm just like hey you know like your yoga teacher whatever, like do you want, do you need a yoga space? Uh, do you want to? Because it's a, it's a win-win situation for everybody. And uh, we also got very inspired, not very inspired, but we got inspired also by Burning Man, for example, uh, because it's really, it's also like there's certain similar values that we have with that space, which is for example, you know, gifting uh, or coming from a place of giving and um, not saying that this house got inspired or that we, it's uh, from Burning Man directly, but we're sharing a lot of values. And it's really about, yeah, it's really about coming from a place of like, how can we enhance each other's lives? And for for me, I'm providing a space and providing a community. And for others it's they're providing their gifts, their talents. So that's how events comes into the co-living space.
0: Yeah. Very interesting. So for you, what are the ingredients for a great co-living space?
1: Definitely. So number one is having a clear intention, right? So like if you if you're creating a co-living space, you should know why you're doing it in the first place. Uh, are you just doing it to lower people's rents, or are you going a bit further? You know, are you doing it to help people in a certain way? Are you doing it to maybe uh, you know to help people fulfill themselves in their work, uh, or are you doing it maybe to um, improve, like to bring change makers together and and create new ideas? Like whatever you're you. Or maybe it's it's even like for families, like maybe your 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 desire is to, to bring families together so that the kids can can grow up in a safe environment. Like whatever your intention is like, I think number one is having a clear intention behind co-living. And then once you have clear intentions it's, it's thinking about how can you manifest that intention in reality through the events that you're going to host or through even the house structure that's going to be there. So if, for example, if the co-living is for families with two kids, then it's going to be a totally different house structure than if it's for people who are in their 20s or 30s and who want deep work and then deep party during the weekends. That's totally, yeah. So depending on your intention, you're going to think about how is this going to manifest in the communal aspect, in the housing aspect, uh, in the marketing aspect. Um, and, and then you know generally also having a great experience for the people who come from like, how are they taken care of? How are they being welcomed? How can you integrate them easily in the community? Um, mm. yeah. how, um, how when they come to the space, they shouldn't worry about, they have like a seamless, easy experience. So people who come here, we organize the airport pickup. Then we organize them a scooter. Then we have like daily laundry. We have like daily, oh, sorry, not daily laundry, daily cleaning. We have laundry taken care of for them as well whenever they need it. We change the sheets. Uh, we have like a, an entire fridge full of food that they can serve themselves with. So all of these things, like they don't have to take care of and they can really focus on what they, they want. So thinking about those things, how can you enhance their lives and how can you create great experiences? It's definitely um, another key component. And then lastly, uh, the community itself, right, is based on your intention, making sure that the people who are going to share the space are going to have the same intentions, are going to share the same values, and are going to be in the same stage of life.
0: Oh yeah, that's really important. And I, I love your vision, and I read somewhere you were talking about putting people first, and I just absolutely love that. Yeah. <laughs> so that I, I believe that's when the magic of co-living really shows up. Um, for what you saw about, now you run a few co-living spaces, why? What would be the first reason why people join, and what are they looking for, independently of your the intention of the co-living spaces? But definitely, a
1: um, couple of things. Number one is, I guess, community. People want to live in a community that supports them, that helps them, uh, that's loving. They want to be part of something bigger. Um, number two um, is because it's enhances your life when you live in a co-living space you can have access to like for example like a bigger space more amenities like here in our space we have like a big swimming pool we have like all of these things which you couldn't afford if you were just live by yourself uh, you can I'm share a share, cook food. you can so your quality of life is like way higher mm. um, and for cheaper right so that's that's another reason um, a third reason is probably you know because it helps you on your current life chapter so Uh, If I'm looking for work and I'm an entrepreneur in San Francisco, if I join a co-working space, uh, a co-living space that is about entrepreneurs working on tech, then it's going to definitely help me on my professional journey as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's, that's, I guess, the third reason. and, And, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I guess, uh, the, 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 main, the main reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, you wrote an article about, about that, like why co-living? And you know muscle's pyramid of needs? So you have yes. like, uh, the big fundamental needs, which is like shelter and stuff. Co-living provides that. Then you have another one, which is uh, social status or security, um, enhancing your life on a basic level. And it does that as well. Then you have like belonging, community, uh, like the this, this sense of having a family, um, Co-living, if it's intentional, co-living does that as well. And then the last one, or like the, uh, the fourth one, is self-esteem. Um, how can it help you become a better person? Uh, how can it help you like grow? Well, if it's intentional, if you have like people who support you, and if if you have a the structure in place, co-living can do that. And the last one is like self-actualization. Um, and you know, if um, if the if there if there's a strong like communal support, if there's a community manager who checks in on you and who helps you improve for um, who provides, helps you on your journey of, of self-actualization, you can provide that as well. So it really can come across different layers. And some co-living spaces are probably like really good at one thing and not that good at the other thing. Like they might be great at community and at like belonging and helping you with your self-actualization, but maybe the co-living space itself is not that great. It doesn't have you know amenities. Um, and it might be also another one that's the other way around. It has like a swimming pool and an event space and everything, but because it doesn't do such a great job at at uh, at community um, mm-hmm. you might miss like the belonging parts and or you might have like a great other area so uh, it can can help you with different things
0: yeah very interesting the way you link these uh, these needs and um and co-living totally so yeah. and it it is now something some tool for yourself that you use like you have this pyramid in head in the in your mind and it's kind of a check of okay, is my co-living spaces meeting these needs in this other one? Is this something you can use?
1: I haven't yet. Mm, the the way I, because the way I think is also for example, um, well, in the pyramid, right? The basic need is like shelter, water, all of these things.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, survival. Yeah.
1: So survival, right? So. How does it apply to a cool living space? Well, it applies only in, a, in so far as in finding housing, which is the first thing, one of the first things you need to do either way. So once this is done, it's done. And then you can think about, okay, how can you provide food and water? Like here, for example, we have, I, I have organized somebody who, who, who uh, brings like food in, into the fridge every, every two days. And um, a part of that, there's nothing much more to do. Where it can really improve is more on the other layers, on the community layer and on the self-actualization layer. Uh, mm-hmm. which is so community layer. I do that with events. Self-actualization, I do that by spending more quality time with people and helping them individually on their personal journeys.
0: Yeah. It sounds like you're really involved heavily in the day-to-day life of the space, right?
1: Definitely. And also because, you know, I, I want it. Like, I'm also myself right now looking for a small community and having deep connections with the people who are there. And instead of and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a different luxury Instead of having a bigger community of like 15 people living together, where you have like smaller interactions, but where you can probably also like have more diversity in the people. So it's it's different. And definitely, I spend a lot of time with the people because I want to be surrounded by a close community of people who help each other.
0: So what do you envision for the future? You want these co-living spaces always to, to stay small, to have this big human component? Or do you see... Going at some point, or?
1: Well, let's, let's say it this way. Uh, for myself, um, actually, let's, let's say the other way around. I don't think that's the, what, what I see just for the future is, I want the rise of intentional coloring. So I want more coloring, first of all, I want more coloring spaces to exist. And I really want to facilitate the emergence of coloring spaces. So whoever wants to open up a coloring space, I really want to help them, advise them, um, and so that they can do things right. So, and second is, I don't think there's, there's a right thing between small, like four people or 10 people. Um, it really depends on the intention of the space.
0: Yeah, I was, I was asking actually specifically for the Evolve, living mean, for what you want to, to create.
1: Well, let's see. Let's say, I think that for what we're trying to do, around eight peoples, or six to eight is a good number. Four to eight is a good number. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's kind of right now what we can have at the space. And ideally, ideally, yeah, ideally six, six, seven is great. Um, And then there are other factors. For example, if people would change every week, then it wouldn't be the same as if people actually lived there for a month all together at the same time. So uh, this is another thing. Like if people change very rapidly, it's better to have more people. If people stay there for a longer time, it's, it's great. To, it's also possible to have like smaller people, like more, like less amount, because people will be able
0: to bond. Mm. Yeah, actually, what is the uh, average uh, length of stay in, in your uh, evolved quality space?
1: So right now, the average length uh, is around two weeks. Because we had people, we had around three people staying in for like seven days. Uh, and we also have around or actually more like with four people then we have like plus two people staying for like 10 days but then we also have like three people staying for a month. So mm-hmm. I guess it's more we didn't have anybody staying for like three weeks It's more like you stay either for like seven to ten days or you stayed like for the whole month So, you know right now it's yeah. in averages in between.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I I remember what I saw happening in the house in Barcelona is people coming for like two days and then at the end of the two days, like, "Uh, guys, do you have space for me for next week (laughs) and next week and next week? So I I like this process too of uh, let's find, let's try and find what works best and and I like also all the way you leave freedom for people just to, maybe they don't have more than seven days and they still can have a glimpse of what it is. And yeah. my bet is once they have the taste of seven days of co-living space, if it's done like you're, you're doing it with an intention and supportive and people putting people first, then they want to come back. And they, It's a chance to... For people who maybe are not in a space where they yet can spend one month in these kind of places, but to have a glimpse and to open spaces, to open the door to a new possibility.
1: Definitely. So, yeah, I remember so in Barcelona uh, (laughs) we had had a guest room, right? So we had a guest room, people could invite people and then people would stay for like two days and sometimes and then there would be, actually most of them would then be like, oh, do you have a place (laughs) for a week? here we don't have a guest room but the one thing because we just don't have we only have four bedrooms total so we Mm -hmm. we cannot allocate one room for guests but what we do is that if you are hesitant about the space like if we believe that it's a good fit in general but you want to check it out um, then you can come for a day and and try it out
0: for free oh open doors Um, that's great yeah
1: and then after that day um, right now it's for free we might do it also for like a lower amount but like Mm -hmm. you know you can stay for one day and try it out after that, though, we w- encourage people, or actually right now the policy is to stay at minimum for a week. Yeah. The reason being that if you stay only, f- let's say if you stay for three days, it takes a lot of time to uh, to integrate. It takes a lot of time to get to know each other. So I'm going to spend my time to get to know you, and after two days you leave already. Um, and it's better if you can stay for a week to really have the full experience, to so really like being able to connect deeply with the people, because that's, that's what this house is about.
0: Mm. Um,
1: so... And also if you're hesitant after a day to stay, if you can't really make a decision, then probably it's not a good fit either. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. You know, so, so this is, right now, that's, uh, that's what we're trying out the model. Stay for a day. Mm. If you're hesitant, stay for a day. After a day, you can decide for yourself.
0: Yeah, great. Um, you mentioned as a first need for why people would join the co-living space. You mentioned community. Yes. Why do you think? Uh, and I have a, a few ideas on that, but I want to hear yours. What do you think? People need so much community right now.
1: Well, I guess first of all, I think like generally, like values in people are evolving. Um, you know, like people are more—they care more about belonging. They care more about like self-actualization nowadays, uh, instead of you know like financial stability, which was. And and it's just a different area. Like we, we don't Mm-mm. need to anymore really to focus like um, on that. So this general trend. Second, another trend is um, the fact that we have more remote workers and more nomads. Yeah. Uh, when you're nomads, when you change locations, it's you can get very lonely. You can get lonely very quickly. And so I guess it's the second reason. And so and then thirdly. Once you experience how it is to live in a community that empowers you, you see the benefit and you want it again. And generally, you know, there might be faces in lives where you rather want to be isolated or you want to be by yourself. And that's, that's fine. And some people prefer that. Um, but then you also have others who just like being around others who like to be around people and and so who desire a community that, that fits them.
0: Yeah. Mhm. So co-living is getting bigger and bigger every day. And actually um, yes. this idea of intentional co-living and having multiple in different co-living spaces. And you will find kind of your family, the one that suits you and your desires. And it can change over time as well. Like yep. I don't know, this time could be totally yes. I want to evolve with uh, with Guillaume in Bali, but then next time, okay, I did this path and this work already. Now this this year, I really need to like invest in my work and in my business, and I need people who support me in that. So going to yep. another one and etc. I can totally envision a kind of network of co-living spaces where you well like a. Let's say you have smaller families, and then you have like the bigger big, and bigger family, <laughs> being the network between all of these. And it's a it's a vision I love actually. <laughs> so I I really do think that it's it is spreading for a reason, and it it's not just a trend, in a fashion. It's really gonna change society, and as more and more people are, go, are coming to that. So how do you see that? Happening and uh, I know you are in contact with many many um, co-living spaces outside of uh, Evolve and um, Creators of co-living spaces. So how what is your take on that?
1: So how I see that happening. So first of all with the with your idea of you know, like You have like different types of intentional mm-hmm. co-living spaces, right? So some for like community others for like deep work and stuff and yeah, um, I guess one thing that doesn't exist yet right now, like you have certain platforms where you have co-living spaces where you can look at them at co-living.com, co-living.org, which is amazing. Um, yet um, you cannot filter them based on intentions. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's just one thing. It hasn't existed yet and hopefully will be implemented or created. How do I see that co-living is going to become a global phenomena? Well, a couple of things. Number one is awareness. Um, and I want to contribute to that part as well, but it's really um, we need to create more awareness around the topic and the topic will become more popular eventually. When I talk, when I say like, hey, I'm opening a co-living space for two, two people, a lot of them say like, what's your co-working space about? They, don't even, they haven't even heard of the term yet. So awareness will be a big topic and the more people publish about it, the more people like film document about it and the more people live in it, it's going to spread naturally.
0: Excuse me for for what you say. I want to clarify something. So, I mean, of course, co-living is new. So, lots of people have heard the word and maybe they don't know exactly what it is. And so, what you're saying is often their mistake co-living for co-working.
1: Oh yeah, like a lot of a okay. lot of people have not heard of the term co-living yet.
0: Okay, right? yeah.
1: Like when I talk to my grandparents, when I talk to my <laughs> parents, when I talk to yeah, even people in the startup scene or whatsoever, like it's not it's not about the age even. It's really about the fact that co-living is a new phenomenon. And I guess the majority of the world has not heard the term. Mm, okay. So in order to become a global phenomenon, more people need to know about it. Yes. And the first step is really building awareness. Mm. Um, the second step and the, the way it's going to grow is, I believe, through technology. Um, because you have more and more people who want to create the co-living spaces and stuff. But we need more tech solutions, like scalable solutions to meet the needs of people who want to create co-living. So you have amazing people. You have people like, you know, the the founders of co-living.com who created the platform with all listings of co-living. You have people like uh, Christine McDonald who is working on a software called Kindred uh, that is about like on-site management operations of co-living spaces. Um, You have, what what I'd love to see is, and I might get into it eventually, but creation of other tech solutions for for example legal system for even like finances like right now if you want to open your co living space you need to come up with like three five k you know mm-hmm. instantly maybe sometimes 10 15 yeah. depending on where you live to get a space and that's really hard not everybody can do this yeah. so it's great um, for example to create a crowdsourcing platform where like initial members can all crowdsource their money and the money can then be unblocked Mm-mm. to like fund space and maybe be backed by a legal system or a system that is cooperative, or that is that then you know gives certain rights to everybody who invests in that. So these are tools that can be developed, and, and that hopefully will in the next like decade, so that more people can have access to create co-living spaces, mm-hmm. and that more people can have access to join co-living spaces. And so that's that's where. I would love to participate in the, in the role of like facilitating the movement of co-living through creating awareness and through spreading technological solutions
0: mm, beautiful yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a so guys for disclosure there's an event going on in the <laughs> in the space, so if you hear people talking behind Guillaume, that's it, <laughs> and that's the beauty of living in a co-living space too right um well that's that's actually beautiful and it's uh, it's actually a beautiful ending like. The vision for the future, but do you have anything we didn't uh, touch on, and you really want to uh, to talk about now?
1: Thank you. Honestly, I think I think we really did touch on everything that's currently like at least important to me. The fact of like you know intentional co-living and not just treating co-living as putting a bunch of people together, but really like like seeing co-living as an extension of of why we live in the first place, and really putting people first. So having strong intentions and yeah and really, um, and really for everybody really who, who wants to create co-living like it's you know uh, you have a lot of people out there who want to, to help you, um, and um I I hope that uh, I hope that people will support each other on this journey, um and and I'm I'm here to support as well. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how different co-living spaces emerge. Mm. How people test out like different yes. methods, different processes, different best practices, and and with the, and co-living spaces with different intentions and different ways of of being. And um, I really hope, and I I believe in that that co-living will transform the way we live, and we'll see more and more intentional co-living spaces flourish.
0: Yes, yay to that! You <laughs> I mean all of that, I'm with you on that. So wow. That was a great and interesting conversation. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Gaye. We appreciate that. So, uh, thank
0: you, everybody listening to. <laughs> so, um, so, guys, like I mean, you heard it. Guillaume is really uh, up for and passionate about all these co-living things, so don't hesitate to connect with him. You can do that on a few places. There is the website, evolvecoliving.com. There is Facebook, MeetGuy. M-E-E-T-J-U-I, Meet Gui, and on Facebook, and on Instagram, Evolve Co-Living, all together. I will give these links on the website, tibolialife.com. and that's the end of this episode. So thanks again, Guillaume, for being with us today, and for creating this space for people to come together and grow into who they are, and yeah, for putting people first, really.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. I
0: appreciate and it. I'm
1: really looking forward to, to seeing this move
0: and rise. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And thanks everyone for listening. If you like what you hear, check the website integritylive.com for the show notes and the links and leave a comment. I love reading your feedbacks, subscribe to the podcast, rate it on iTunes. You will help other people get access to this information and wisdom. And till next time, until then, keep sparking life and going from alive-ish to alive. Bye, à bientôt. Bye-bye.